Quite some time. We've been playing Twitter tag. We have been. We've been playing. Uh, um, we've been playing uh, uh, with this guy over here. Uh-huh. He's been a little scared, what? you know, because and, and, and Sal's here to let you know you don't have to be scared, Chris. I'm fine. Let me introduce to you my co-host Chris Burns hey, right what's here. What's up, man? Um, right, nice to meet you. Man. Very uh, nice to meet you. This is gonna. This is very exciting because uh, Sal and I were talking even before here. Yeah. We were talking about good police shows. Sal's a fan of The Wire. You know, um, you know, he's a longtime veteran, 32 years, right, Sal? Just 32 years. This whole Just September. 32 years. And you look 32 years old. You look my age. This Thank is you. ridiculous. Nah. Look at this. It's a Sicilian <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's, it's a Sicilian thing. It's what, it's what it is. Oh, it's, makes see, sense. see how uh, every other day I'm black, but I'm half I black. I was saying now you're going but now, switching back now, to the side. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Italian. Don't break balls. Don't break too many balls. Leave it alone. But I'm really excited to have you on here today, Sal, because explain first to the audience who you are. 
are and what you do. We know you're around town. You're a bit of a man about town. Um, you're no stranger to Twitter. You're no stranger to the news. You're no stranger to, uh, uh, you know, uh, the L.A. life. A little bit. I'm uh, L.A.'s homicide guy. You know, for about 32-plus years with LAPD, been assigned to homicide for the past 27 years, primarily in South Bureau. Uh, so that's everything south of the 10 freeway, everything south of the Santa Monica freeway down to San Pedro in that area. I know. So we well. handle, you know, 42% of the city's homicides occur in that part of town. So we've been quite busy. Uh, good, good to know. I mean, the last few years have been astronomical as far as crime rates low. They've plummeted, haven't they? Plummeted uh, along with New York and some other big cities. Yeah. But, you know, 300 murders in the past two years. Mm. And, you know, as opposed to, you know, handling over, you know, 1,500, 2,000 murders in the early 90s. Isn't it funny people don't think like that? They still think, L.A., you're going to go out there and you're going to get shot. Absolutely. It's like, actually, if you want to talk about it, the air is cleaner than it's been since the 70s and the crime is down lower than it's been since like the 60s, something like that. And and one is too many. I mean, just so you know, and that's how we think. It's, you know, one homicide, one crime, one robbery, that one thing that affects that one person is a lot. Sure. You know, so throw all the numbers away. You know, this is about people. It's about the community. Right. The folks that we serve. So it is dramatic and, you know, and, you know, and dealing with just individuals. So 32 years with the LAPD, they're probably the most storied and fabled police department in history, at least in movies and and TV and stuff, going back to, you know, even in L.A. Confidential depicted... Not not in the best of light, but right. still depicted in the 30s. It's like, hey, I'll overlook that felony for a part in your picture, kid. Right. <laughs> you know, but times are a lot <clears throat> different now, and um, it, it, and it seems that there was a big effort on behalf of the LAPD for community outreach, getting to know the people, back to the like they said in the wire, getting to know your beat officer's name, right? That kind of thing, instead of just seeing the uniform, seeing the person in it. And that's changed dramatically, especially you know these past couple of years. I mean, it's been a work in progress. It always has been. Sure. Um, but I'd say you know through Chief Bratton and now with Chief. Tra- Back. Yeah, we've made strides, you know, unbelievable strides. We have, as far as outreach groups, we have uh, Operation Ceasefire, which are community members that get together once uh, every couple of weeks, uh, consisting of community leaders, priests, uh, business folks. I mean, people concerned folks in the neighborhood. We have weekly meetings in, in Watts, Watts Gang Task Force, where right. we discuss everything from crime to you know neighborhood concerns, trash and barking dogs. Uh, gang intervention is a huge thing, you know, out through the and mayor's office. it seems office. that's helped a lot, too, is it, the, it gang, does. the and, gang thing. And it's, you know, through the mayor's grid program. And it's not that we expect our intervention folks to get out there and to tell us, come back and tell us who did something. That's that's not what we're looking for. They have to walk a fine line. Primarily, they are there to squash rumors. Yeah. If we show up and it's, it's a gang homicide, well, we want to let them know, hey, it's a gang homicide. Maybe these particular gangs are involved, or we don't know who's involved, or it's not a gang murder. Right. These folks can get back into the neighborhood and squash any rumors, which really, really, really squashes any kind of retaliation. And that's sure. what we're looking to avoid. You know, we can kind of predict shootings, you right. know, but the homicides, you know, are not, are not predictable. So we yeah. want to be out there early. You know, and, and there's preventative and measures. There's not future crime rest necessarily. But well, uh, today I tweeted a, a date. I think 10, 20 years from now, somebody had called me on it and said, "Hey, we do predictive crimes now." Yeah, but <laughs> you know what? There, there, there is some ability to do something that, like, I, I think there was somewhere. It maybe even was in London or something. There was some logarithm that was made up or not made up, but brought together to see all the things you're talking about. Maybe the rumors, what the the, the, the rate that this mm-hmm. happens, what happens on this particular night, takes into all the account. You know whether it's a Friday that, night obviously. that exists and I know our department does it and I have a friend that that is a producer on numbers the TV show number and we oh, sure. always we always joke around about that you know about the numbers and the predictability of crimes but it really comes down to the same issues I mean I look at the formulas and the logarithms and it's it's the same thing right you look at the sheets since last night in the last few weeks there's our Hispanic females being robbed at a bus stop between 7 and 10 p.m. T- 7 and 8 a.m. right it's, Hello. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to be there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing. It's, I mean, you're putting together via computer and crime maps sure. that we used to do with pin maps. Yeah. And it's where are the crimes happening? Who are the victims? Which is huge. That's right. not something we used to look at. Where Who are the victims? How can we get out to them, talk to them as not to be a victim? And just actually, you know, putting cops on the dots. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Look for essentially the marks as it right. were, like the people right. who, who might be. Right. It's funny, you know, I, uh, as a kid, I always grew up, I was the kid and I still have that nine-year-old boy in me when the sirens go by. I'm like, the cops! You know, I, I get so excited. <laughs> I run, I hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's, I get sweaty. That's what he I get is really, too. really sweaty. He's yes, this way too and it's like, we always joke about this now. He's a college graduate and as a man, he has nothing to be afraid of when it comes to police. But yeah. I always thought this and it's not to make a, a metaphor between cops and comedians, but I feel mm-hmm. like they're two very misunderstood 
professions. Um, people think if you're a comedian, it's like all of a sudden they're like, oh, here comes the jokes. Oh, you can't say anything serious, you know. Or it's like he was like Jack Webb was saying in that speech. As a cop, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go hide everything. The copper's here. And right. it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's a way, um, you know, until people really look into something instead of looking at the surface of what it is or the end result of what it is, you know, it's a really uh, daunting thing a lot of times. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of getting sure, out there and talking to people. And it's not everything that they make it look like on Law and & Order. And people are people. Yeah. I mean, this profession, you know, nobody, you know, when I was a youngster, nobody, and I grew up in New York, mm-hmm. and I grew up on the streets. And, yeah, I ran from the cops, and, you know, I don't even want to, some of the statute of limitations. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think that's what makes Speak a good cop. Speak freely, so. That's what makes a good cop. Yeah. You know, you're, if you're a kid running around, you know, you know the angles. But, you know, honestly, people are people no matter where you go. There's some knuckleheads in our business just sure. as there are, you know, in every other profession. I mean, it's 10, 10 And they things. get, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So Always. it's the comedian who shreds your aunt in the front. Um, you know what? Let me go ahead and take this. I got, uh, we have a, a sometime co-host, Cassius. My friend Cassius yes. Morris, who is a young uh, man from Canada, and he calls in from time to time and he gives us facts and information. His father is a police officer. Uh, Cassius, welcome to the program. Hey, what's going on? Say say hello to LA's uh, murder cop. That's what we call him on yeah. Twitter. Hello, sir. What's going on, Cassius? Cassius, what did you say your dad was? A constable? Yeah, a constable. It wasn't a Mountie? Yeah. Wasn't, he's not a Mountie? No, he's not a Mountie. He oh, made right. it clear last time. He's okay, not a fucking right, Mountie. Right. Yeah, I would love you, to be a Mountie. Would you, you, you know what? Feel free to curse on here, too. So you're allowed, you're allowed to drop a, yeah. <laughs> I, Well, the Mountie uniforms are a bit different. You know what I mean? It's like I'd go LAPD over LA County Sheriff because they got to wear tan. They got to wear the blue. You got to look much cooler in the blue. You know, the deputies always But you get a horse if you're a Mountie. You get a horse? You do get a horse. You do get a horse. But I've seen cops in New York with horses. That's true. Okay, so what? we're going to go back to that. So, Cassius, <laughs> welcome. Uh, keep up with us because we got a hell of a lot to talk about. Uh, right. Sal, uh, so you, you're, you're a New York guy. I am. So, you, you know, what brought you um, from – did you want to be police in New York and then come out here to, to do it? Or would, would they not have you there? I could say the weather. I could say the, the weather, weather like everyone else. But, yeah. no, no, the truth is it was, you know, the judge had said, you know, jail, the service, or you need to move away. So I came to California. So you were at a point. You, know, you were at a breaking point. No, you had to do you know, something. I, I was young. I was 22 years old. My mm-hmm. dad was a cop in New York. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had taken the fire test, the police test in New York. And, you know, him being a cop there, especially back then those, in those years, he had said, you know, if you want to do it, do it right. Right. And get out to L.A. And, of course, I was a huge fan of Adam 12. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and Dragnet. Officer Pete Malloy. And, I mean, and helicopters. I mean, sure. I would see the magazines with police helicopters. And the SWAT team comes from That's, here. Yeah, everything was yeah. from here. And I, my grandparents lived out here. So I had come out during several summers. So I loved California. Yeah. You know, the women were way looser here than yeah. in New York. Yeah, fast you know? dames here. <laughs> yeah. And they're not all tasty with attitudes. You know, and, you know, they had like real weed. Yeah. Know, it was a yeah, lot yeah. in New York. So. Oh, yeah. They always, it's dirt. It's hard to find, too. <laughs> Funny enough, I had a guy named Sal pick me up in a van to tell me. I was like, you know what? I don't want any. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Um, remember, it is a comedy show. Yeah, it is a comedy show. Um, but you, you, so that's cool, though. So, you know, you came out here and you and I were talking before we came on here. There's a lot of people like comedians that get the false impression of a cop. But you're obviously a man about town. You're on Twitter. You have laughs. You like restaurants. It's like this is almost foreign to people. People think you're going to be Peter Weller. And it's like, I am RoboCop. You know, and yeah. people like that, don't they? People like... It, a smile goes so far, doesn't it? It really does, it does go further than going, get the fuck out of your car. And I think Twitter has, has broken those lines a little bit because I, you know, and I talk to folks and we've met you know, right. that way, but there's people that are, they're afraid to follow me. They're like, well, LA murder cop. Yeah. Is he yeah. really a cop? Is he not a cop? And then after a while you get notes, Hey, you're cool. Hey, do you yeah. good to hang out? This is my personality. Right. I mean, I'll go places. I have a friend of mine who's a reporter, uh, ex reporter. We'll go places and they think he's the cop. Yeah. I'm the reporter. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's happy on the outside, maybe. Sure. I mean, there's a lot going on. Well, inside you get answers here. that we've, way too. We've, we've seen a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but yeah, a, a smile goes a long way. And that's, that's being an, personable goes a very long way. It's interesting when you deal with people who have done that. You know, I have a cousin who's a Green Beret, a Ranger, and did all these amazing things, and he's just got this very just soothing personality. And, and and it takes a certain personality to see the things that you've obviously probably seen that most of us would never, you know, we would need intense therapy just to un, unsee. Not to say and, we and, don't have intensive therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My coffee. And it's like, yeah, coffee or just going back to work. And it's really, it, it's something that in our society, there are those people. It's like, you know, we were kind of joking about law and order before this, but it's like on that, they make it look almost easy. It's like, you know, you go, the witness has an abundance of information for you. Sure, you know, just yeah. tons of information. It was about six, two and a half, see? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, easy there. Here's his name. Here's, his yeah, here's, here's yeah. everything. It's like, you know his address? I don't know my address. Yeah. This is the year 2013. Why would I know that? Right. right. Um, but 
it's it's you know what get, give us an idea if you don't mind what your day to day is what time are you up what's uh are, you know is it like on the wire do do, do, do you do they and pardon me if I'm too blunt do you mm-hmm. catch a body is that what they call it do you catch a murder we do you catch a case, case? we call it you a got case. a case and do you yeah. go one by one and according sure. I, you know I currently supervise uh, I'm one of the supervisors of a homicide unit um, we consist of about sixty detectives. Um, in that unit, we're on call. You know, the detectives are broken down into squads. Each squad is responsible for a particular part of the neighborhood, 77th Division, Southeast, Southwest Divisions. Um, I'm the assistant officer in charge, so I go out or I'm on call for all of the cases. Okay. Uh, at least, you know, my job now is I don't investigate the cases anymore. I'm out there at the crime scenes just to make sure things are done right, you know, keep my hands in my pocket, mind mm-hmm. my own business as right. far as my detectives are concerned. But I talk, to, but my really what I do is talk to the folks in the neighborhood. I the guy that bridged that gap. You know, my detectives are there. They're behind the crime scene tape. Folks in the neighborhood know what happened. You know, our officers are out there, our uniform officers. They, you know, they're cordoning off the crime scene. Sometimes they're not so friendly and cordial other than, you know, stay back, get back. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, hello, you know, (laughs) the the guy can't get in his house. The woman can't get her baby for him. Let's help them. Right, right, right. And so that's what kind of guy I am out there. You know, I have the best group of detectives that this city, this country could ever ask for. Mm. You know, they're working with, you know, we listened to Jack Webb a few minutes ago, and we're kind of nodding our heads and laughing. It's like, nothing has changed. Yeah, it's you all know, the same. And, and the, yes, the vacations, the holidays. If To work homicide in the city, especially in the South End, it takes a special person. I mean, that individual has does it for themselves. It's Speaking, got you know, to be. All the cliches, they're speaking for the victims. And, mm-hmm. no, they, you know, they're doing it for themselves. Because, and they do it would do it for free. I mean, if they like could. McNulty, they just can't let yeah. it go. There's no yeah. overtime. There's no overtime. There's, yeah. there's no surprise. You know, the city's you know stance and budget. Maybe things will get better, but they're limited in the amount of overtime they can work. Sometimes we have to send these folks home in the middle of a case. So I mean, they make huge strides. Our clearance rate is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, I think, we're handling just about a hundred cases. This year, and again, that's down from you know previous years, and those are unheard of numbers. Yeah, it's really improved just in the time I moved here in 2000, and it's just improved. Yeah. Like when Brat came through, years. he was no nonsense kind of guy, yeah. you know, <laughs> Brat, and he just put it down, and it just got busy. It's like we're not going to have crime around here. <laughs> None of that, boys. We'll run you out of town. Exactly. And sure enough, it cleaned up, and then he's on to the next city. He's almost got a specialty in cleaning up big cities, doesn't he? Yeah, a little of it, you know, yeah, a little bit. He's, he's a Boston guy. It's still in New York County. Oh, he's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he is Boston. He's, huh? he's a Boston guy. Yeah, you stay away from the harbor. But, uh, <laughs> but he brought some realism here. You know, it was just for me being from New York and watching his actions. It was like, hey, I'm back in New York. Yeah, he's a guy that just gets things done. So he, he broke us. I mean, he left. It know, seems like left. that way. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he left quite a quite a, a tab there, though. Yeah, he it's did. like, well, enjoy the new choppers. Exactly. I'm going back to Beantown. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, my day, you know, if it's a normal day, you know, I'm up at 3.34 in the morning, you know, get a little workout in. I'm in the office between 6 and 7 and, you know, try to get out of there at 6, 7 p.m. at night. And it's the on-call. You know, yeah. may get home, may have to come back to work, may get called out in the middle of the night, weekends, holidays. Yeah. You know, that's gone on for years and years and years. Right. Uh, I think, you know, I, I've looked at the number of homicides over the years that I've been assigned to murders, you know, in late 86, and we've handled about 7,000 cases. So in one way or another, you know, I've been connected to those cases. And what a be, time, too, Whether 86, it be a phone call a... or whether it be at the crime scene or just so many different connections. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it takes a big chunk out of you. And I is mean, that when you started in 86 as a uniformed officer? Uh, I was is that a, when you were out of the academy? No, 1981. 81. I graduated okay. from the academy. And from here in L.A.? And, and that was this, L.A. is one of those places like New York in 81. Great place to get shot, isn't it? It really was. Looking to get shot, <laughs> come to L.A. Fortunately, I was working Pacific Division out in Venice. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But I Venice see. can get pretty ugly around Lincoln. No, there's, there's just, I was one of those you know, wild guys that you know, did my time in Venice, and then they kind of patted me on the ass and said, you know what, kid? You know, 77th would be a good place for you. you know, get, yeah. get some of that piss and vinegar out of you. Yeah. So you know, off I went to 77th and, and worked the whole you know, variety of you know, assignments. You know, uniform, worked gangs, I worked narcotics, worked vice. But uh, when I finally went to detectives, that's the route I wanted to go. And homicide was it. You know, yeah, I was always wow. banging on the door. And, you know, back in those days, you couldn't walk up to a homicide detective. I mean, they were the guys with the toothpicks in their mouth. Right, they got yeah. to go eat and have, <laughs> right. have a cocktail or whatever yeah. they were doing. We didn't, Dames, know, we didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. They were just these mysterious guys that would show up in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah. when you're standing over a body. So, you know, I actually volunteered. They're 86. were crazy years, you know. 
77th was out of control. They had like a record number, 160 some odd murders. Yeah. And the 12th square, the gang explosion 12 square happened, miles. Right? That's yeah. crack cocaine. Sure. AKs were huge. You know, they were using some atomic friggin', you know, rifle rounds. That right. Insane. I mean, you know what they were. The, the steel core. Yeah. A, a jacket. A full and, metal and jacket. Yeah. I mean, we saw that stuff and it was crazy. So I actually volunteered to, hey, can I be on call with you guys on a weekend? Yeah, right, kid. But they actually let me come out on the weekends, get my feet wet. And this is before pagers, before cell phones. Sure. Oh, yeah. So you're kind of glued to the phone. Yeah. And they did gave you, they gave us some kind of device that, you know, it beeps. They had the beeper back time. in the day. You just had to know who, who was calling. There was no number. No just number. somebody, you know. You called the special yeah, number yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. You called the special number back. So then, you know, in the latter part of that year, I was invited, you know, to work the unit as a patrol cop. So I was on loan to homicide. And you know, I stayed there until I promoted to sergeant and then detective, and I haven't left. There you go. I'm stuck. That's You're right, man. Now, <laughs> now there's there's various. Uh, there does everybody. Uh, not everybody decides to ascend into that that way. Some people want to stay uniform the whole way and, and keep climbing that way and get up to lieutenant yeah. and captain and, it's, and such. And it's said that it's good to move around. You know, yeah, I would imagine that, that the challenges and that kind of thing and seeing all the different aspects. It's like in our side of the business. I want to direct. I want to right. act. I want right. to write. You know, you it, it, once you have a macrocosmic vision of, of it as a whole, you can really see how it, how the system works. Right, and then it's a double edged sword because in as much as you want folks to move around to gain a you know right wide array of experience, you know, work in sex crimes or work in gangs or work in homicide, it does you know there is a lot of expertise right. that comes with that. Yeah, and you can't just I mean it takes you. I'm still learning. I mean right. I've been doing this for 27 plus years. I could not do. What these cops, you know, Iowa detectives do today. I mean, wow. the amount of work that's involved in putting a case together today with sure. technology, with video, it's it's incredible. You can't, you know, we used to just, you know, everything was, we wrote it down. We wrote right. notes down. You know, did you do it? Yeah, you did it. Yeah. And I yeah, shot yeah. the guy five times. <laughs> sign here. Yeah. And, and you, you're on death row. Yeah. Now it's, you know, is it on video? Did he say he did it? Yeah. Well, do you have any DNA? You know, do you have the gun? Do you have fingerprints on a gun? I mean, it's, wow. it's yeah. You know, it seems world. it seems uh, it's it's beneficial, but then again, you're inundated with so many more possibilities. Yeah, you yeah. know, it yeah. seems that um, I remember the out in twelve, they had the uh, the hot plate list that would sit right there in the car. Hot it was list, just like, yeah. yeah, you just have to sit there and glance. And now, isn't there something that reads and There's scans computers? And yeah, that we have the vehicle. And I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's a, a license plate recognition sure. system where there's actually they're on pole cams throughout the city they're on police cars throughout the city and they're just reading cars left right just processing in front that of information you, behind you and processing which would help too because it's like it's not like a, a, a patrolman's going to stop and give you a parking ticket but if you're a wanted felon and you're over there at starbucks having a venti yeah. it well helps. Yeah, you it just, helps yeah. it helps us when we're yeah. going back and looking at a case and we want to see hey it was three o'clock in the morning it's normally a quiet neighborhood maybe some cars drove through that we're interested in so i mean these are things Again, technology that slows the investigation down puts more work on these guys today, but right. but very advantageous, very advantageous. I always felt, um, you know, when when I was uh, growing up as a kid, watching all the cop shows like like Miami Vice, remember that one? It's like they they would just take such broad strokes and things. It was oh, like sure. the whole setup of Miami Vice is Crockett and Tubbs. They get together because he's a New York cop who who comes up there looking for um, some some drug dealer who shot his brother. Yeah. And when they find out he's a New York cop, they're like, ah, fuck it, it's cool. You could be a Miami detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, no, no bureaucracy no, here. None. Just just swap badges. What the, exactly. And then, sure. You know, going back and watching that as an adult, and it's like we were talking about this before. We both love The Wire, and I think you oh, like The Wire. Great, yeah. And and it's like you you almost expose yourself to the closest we'll ever get as you know non uh, non uh, civilians to ever seeing something like that. And when you see The Wire and you see these other shows, it's just it, it's it's really bad, isn't the it? Wire, the portrayal. And I agree with you. The Wire was the show, and I think. We talked about it earlier. I mean, unfortunately, I think when it was on, it didn't get as much attention. Sure. But now, you know, with DVD and, and I don't know where else it's on, but folks are paying attention to it. And right. Really recognize them. And it really shows, a, a, like we said, a human aspect in, in, in that, you know, a lot of times the police are scared. They're worried. There's there's all sorts of elements that go into this thing that, you know, uh, so often maybe in our society we, we – we, we we make the anti-hero of the, the soup du jour is, is what we like today. We like the guy who's breaking the law, and we're along for the ride with him. Yeah. But right. at the end, we still are a moralistic society, and we kind of need the guy to get caught after sure. a while. You know, I Tony so. Soprano, you can believe he got caught. <clears throat> right. um, uh, if you haven't watched uh, Breaking Bad yet, sure. you know, watch it, and you'll see how that ends. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think society, moralistically, we still believe that we need – 
I still think there is good in people, and some people think I'm silly saying that. No, but I think you're right. I, I think, I think right. if I saw something, I'll give you an example of what I saw, and this was some time back. I was in Van Nuys, and I saw, I literally saw a guy beating up a woman holding a baby. And mm. and in me, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to stop it, and, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to stop this. You know, I put, sure you got so I pull <laughs> over, put your cape on. I pull over, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you know, unhand that woman. You know, thinking that that just my beard alone will will, will right. run this guy off. Mm. And he turns around, and he looks like Tuco from Breaking Bad. He's got like his, his <laughs> face looks like the, the the side of the L.A. freeway. Like right. his face looks like the L.A. River, just like covered yeah. in graffiti. I got friends and, like that. And he's like, he's he's like, let's fucking go. Right. And I was like, oh Damn man, it. did I mess with the wrong guy? And it's so hard. And I so and, and then so my girl and I were getting in our car, we're leaving, and he's trying to open the door, and I'm and I'm like, ah! you know. And so I shut the door, and so we take off, and and, and you know we call the cops and we, we we get them down there and we get them out there and they're like you know you know what happened uh and, and i tell them it's like a man beating up a woman so i stopped to stop it and they almost laughed they're like, at me they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like you? Are you serious and then i get offended because i'm not realizing you know I'm, i don't live in studio city anymore sure, sure, sure. Nice. things are a little different over here you're you know, probably you, thinking you, we wouldn't stop yeah <laughs> and that's, that's pretty much what the, the 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 gist of it was and and i do recognize now the next time i'll just i'm not a fucking cop i'll just call them because i really thought i thought just a male presence will stop this but the part of me was like this is sick to the point where i even thought i went on the LAPD's website to see how I can become an auxiliary once a month police sure. officer. Yeah, but then I read you. that they frown upon my my twenty four hour day weed addiction. Yeah, that's, and so yeah, I, that's probably I, a they problem. They got that piss test. They got that piss yeah. test, know, and that gets that gets in the way. So I quickly put that to the side and said I'd write about police work, <laughs> um, and it's probably just much easier that way. And I'm much less inclined to get shot. Yeah. But it really, as a citizen, it it it. it Two things disturbed me. It's one that that was even happening. That was like, welcome to the world of police. We see that shit all the fucking right, time. Yeah. Um, but two, that the cops, and these were young guys. <clears throat> you could tell they were younger than me. But almost the, the, uh, the lack of apathy, just like, eh, shit happens. And it's like, from their perspective, they're right. It you does. Know, freeway face guy. It's like, yeah. why are you dating freeway face guy? Why did you have a baby with freeway face guy? And hopefully that's not the perception because i mean you know when i have reporters and folks that are with us at crime scenes and sure. we're, we're talking to them and i'm very friendly with a lot of them they that's exactly what they think oh you're so callous to this it probably doesn't matter and right. i'm like no take i want you to take a look at the detectives here and look at them look at their faces that and they do they take a look and then, and then i find the reporters being more callous they're like well wasn't he just a gang member it's like, yeah he had a mom he had a dad he had a brother he He's counted a person yeah. he absolutely right. counted he counted i mean and so did she she shouldn't deserve to get beat up he didn't you know, you know and, and that's difficult i mean for what you did i mean be a wolf that's what i always tell my kids that be a wolf don't be a sheep yeah but you're taking you know in today's society you know, a kid that's spray painting the side of a freeway may have a gun on yeah. them. I mean, it's not a bigger wolf. And, and yeah, I have, <laughs> I had so much to lose. And the guy stood in front of my Land Rover with the baby, going, "Bring it on!" I was like, "Oh my God!" I was never more <laughs> See, scared in my, in my life. I would have stopped. In my case, he, she would have tossed the baby to him, and she would have jumped on me, and beat my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't know which way it's going to come from. And you really you don't. Right and it's thing. like I, I, I did. And you know, in hindsight, the next time, I'll just quickly notify the authorities and move on. I, I just don't want to live in a society where I just let that go. You and, know what I mean? and you can't, and I wouldn't. I mean, there's been times, and I don't. I'm not a frequent visitor visitor to the city when I'm not working. Right. But when I am, it's it's like I'm a little shit magnet. Yeah. And you know, am I a cop? Am I not a cop? But I still have to do the right thing. Sure. Right. You know, absolutely. Right. And it it's turns to shit. But and do I want to be Sal and kick somebody's ass, or no? I got to step back and be the cop and follow A B C D. Sure. It's it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to deal with. That's gotta be you know. That's gotta be. Uh, um, that uh, oh yeah, my girlfriend just texted me. You're forgetting that he tried to pull me out of the car. He tried the Tuco tried to pull her out of the car. So that's when I realized this guy meant business. Oh lord! And, and you know what it is? I was bigger than him. I was probably you know healthier than him. I probably eat more square meals than him. Sure. But this guy did not give a fuck. Yeah, and when yeah. Somebody has that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Look yeah. at my. You're not that's scared to like, lose. Well, I better call somebody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's when I realized I would have fought. You know, a guy who was like me and you, we're gonna bare knuckle box straight up. You know, it's like okay, I might lose, but <laughs> that doesn't happen. This I'm about to say you would like, fight someone in 1942. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I still have this real romantic vision of crime and punishment, and it all going back to the 20s. And sure. like you, you stop doing that. <laughs> I'll call the authorities. 
Um, but, you know, I, I, I learned a lesson that day in that there is a reason why you guys are who you are and you get to do what you, you have to go through the training. You would have known how to intervene on that situation. You would have known what to do with the baby, what to do with the woman, what to do, you know, who to get out there. And it's still tough. I mean, because, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the few bad apples or the few bad things that you may see on TV sure. or through video. And, you know, police work isn't pretty. Right. It's not pretty. You know, folks get the job done and to see it, you know, two dimensionally, you know, on a camera, it's not always, it's not always pretty. You don't see the whole thing develop, but the officers in the back of their mind, they're thinking, "Oh shoot, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to get sued? Am I going to get in trouble? Is my right. boss going to like this?" Especially now, you know, it, God, it might look bad on video. Is my tape recorder on? Is it not on? It should be on. And these are the things going through these poor guys' minds. Yeah, I mean, I could not. You're the RoboCops now, processing information. I could not do that did I you mean, see that uh, that movie third watch did you ever see that not, jake, jake gyllenhaal movie I, I caught it a couple of times um but they, they there was one thing that they mentioned there that was right and he worked a real hard core unit x something where you it's real bad mm -hmm. and um um that's one thing he was saying is you got to process all this information you got to be brother you got to be uncle you got to be you know friend but you got to not care too much but you got to care enough you know and it's 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 a, it's a real thing that the society only weeds down to a very few people who have that temperament and me i'd be like i got a fucking badge bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <and> a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to fucking jail, guy? It's like, okay, sir, here's your large. Sorry. You would have been good in the 80s. Yeah. You would have been right in. You would have been right in. We could have been part Dirty cops. <laughs> He's a dirty cop. We could have been coppers. Uh. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it's funny. Uh, it's It goes back to that thing of misconceptions, and it's like, you know, for, for those um, two seemingly um, unsympathetic police, I have met so many friendly ones some especially in sets the cool guy the guys to meet at these old timers guys, who yeah. are just collecting that check to come sit on a set and stop traffic for a while stop traffic that's money it's that always like a glendale money. bike cop yeah. or something like that <laughs> and those guys got the greatest stories too from la in the 50s and the 60s right. and and, and, yeah. and and you know, and there's always been, you know, it's like um, there was an up and down with crime. It was obviously, you know, you had your rampart stuff and all those those black eyes on the department. Right. But then, you know, this turnaround that's happened, I see it more around when, and maybe because I'm older now too, and I see cops that are my age and younger. Yeah. But I see the engagement more. I've, I've, you know, I, I, I see. Uh, the, the, the community thing. There was hell in Colorado. They were giving out uh, joints and, and Doritos yeah, right, to people. Right. I was like, that's what? that's an awesome day. When Mushroom they festival. We never got Doritos from the Inglewood PD. Yeah. He still won't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. totally yeah. not. Get a frozen um, burrito. <laughs> now, from, from a law enforcement perspective, and you see it happening here, obviously, with the big marijuana boom in California, what is the perspective of police? And you can't speak for all police, obviously, and I wouldn't even want you to speak on behalf of the department if right. that would, you know, in any way look bad. But um, what, I, from my perspective, it would seem to me that you guys are inundated with enough uh, paperwork. You're inundated with enough things. You've seen enough people that smoking pot didn't really lead to a yeah, violent I mean, episode. Violent crime, obviously, is, is number one. That's sure. everyone's priority. Mm -hmm. uh, in what we do, I mean, I mean, I don't even know the laws with marijuana. Mm -hmm. I mean, because people smoke it all over the place. Right. They yeah. smoke it while I'm talking to right. them. They smoke like, yeah. funerals. Yeah. They smoke yeah. at crime. Johnny's thing. holding right John, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About to yeah. Just killing him. You know, just so, no, I mean, a, a, a small, <laughs> I'm sorry, small amounts, I guess people get tickets sure. and whatnot. You know, and you know, it's, it's my been opinion, decriminalized in, in Los Angeles for an ounce or less. Um, and then okay. if you have your card, you're completely exempt. There you go. And yeah. that's, and I, you know, I see there's a unit that works within our division that handles, you know, the bigger cases, you know, the mid-level, the upper-level. Sure. So it's and it's heroin, it's crack, it's huge amounts of weed, you know, hundreds of pounds and kilos. That this has a different ballgame, but you know, personally, this war on drugs, it's somebody has to win. If you yeah. call it a war, sure, and we haven't as a country done shit, and nobody's you know, won. No, no. So I mean, yeah, my personally, and I think most cops that I work around could really care less about right. the marijuana problem. Like as who far as to the go? users? I mean, let's you know, not forget you know to buy this if you're gonna. If you're not going to a, a clinic, you're going to some back corner, right, you know, right. some the projects, which is going to mean, okay, I'm going to go buy some weed, but I'm going to get robbed. My girlfriend's going to get raped at the same time. Right. We don't want, yeah, that, you know, and that's. That's and it seems that almost like that, as far as you know, the cartels and, and, and that stuff is concerned. The almost the, the quasi legalization has, in, in a sense, had to decrease their value. Um, so. You yeah. know, of street level. I mean, look, if you're going to be a drug kingpin, why get the weed? That's very yeah. non-lucrative. I don't understand those no, guys. Heroin, it's like, meth. Yeah, it's, it's meth. Yeah, the big yeah. stuff like that. Um, look, we got a we got a New York uh, we got a New York uh, area code here. Let's take a quick call and see uh, see see what we got going on here. Welcome to What's Good with Freddie Lockhart. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? This is JJ Dickens. Hey, what's up, JJ? How you doing, bro? 
Okay, cool, man. Just wanted to give a shout-out to the lovely Nikita. And, <laughs> you know, just give a shout-out to Lex still checking in, um, seeing what sort of... What the fuss is about tonight? Oh, this, the, you know, it's, it's it's all love tonight. You're calling from New York? Yes, sir. Where about in, in New York you at right now? That 212, what, what, I would, what, what is that? Um, that's the Lower East Side. That's the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Okay, there you and, go. Uh, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a Bronx close. boy myself, 187th Street. Oh, okay, 87th Street, all right. 187, cool, cool, cool. 187, 187 in the Bronx. Okay, Shit. cool. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I'm just calling in to see what the fuss is about. <laughs> you know, give, <laughs> give a shout-out to stuff like that. Well, man, thanks for calling, and thanks, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, we, for representing New York. We always like to get callers all the way from that coast. So call us again. Anyway. Can I give it a little shout-out, too? I have mobile, my daughters are listening. Oh, yeah, give a shout-out. I doubt oh, okay. we're, we're cussing, right? So. Yeah, yeah, we're cussing. Please don't. don't. Marissa, Emily, I hope you're not listening yeah. to the show right now. It's funny, too. Certain people will come on, and they'll, 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 uh, I'll be like, no, don't tell your mother to watch this. My mom watches. My mom loves what I do. I mean, I could ser- seriously get on here and juggle infants, and she would be like, look at him go. He's, that's my boy doing it. That's him. Oh, he's so good at it. Those babies are crying, though. Um, you, you know, uh, here, let me go ahead and play this back. Hey, Cassius, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that, but we had to, a guy had to call and give a shout out to his boo. It's all good. Yeah, it's okay. He it just wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah, yeah that's just wanted did. to see what all the fuss was about. <laughs> I didn't realize there was fuss. Is there fuss? A little fuss. There's a little fuss. I, I, I don't think, think so. I, I think he was calling to take a jab. I think he wanted to say what the, all the fuss is about. That's yeah. not cool. <laughs> he said, "What's all the fuss about?" Um, you know, what? sometimes people call this looking for the wrong place. Sometimes people call. It, I, I I don't get it. What are you looking for, Johnny? You're all in. Well, that's always yeah, something that's, you want. I didn't do it. Um, right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just said. Hey, Freddie. <laughs> yeah. I've got a question for L.A. Murder Cop here. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Cassius. Okay. Have you ever considered doing a voiceover work for, like, law TV shows? Because you'd be good for that. I w- well, thank you very much. But, no, I'm, I'm, my, I have a face and everything made for radio, I think. We're not on TV, are we? Uh, no, actually, you are being, <laughs> oh, you are being 20,000 people watching yeah, me there. So. But, no, I thank you very much for that. But, no. No voice, no face. I, I write. I Sal writes and, and produces, and that's that's awesome too. That's 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 the, what you get in LA is a wonderfully cultured place where it's, where people, you know for me it's get, it's letting the demons out. You got. I mean, it. I, I just have to get the demons out. Sure. You know, we've been writing for a couple of years just for myself, right. not for anyone else, not to make money, not to be out there. But then it caught the attention of some folks. So, hey, so I'll turn it into something. There you go. But it's just getting those demons out. Yeah. What are some of the things you've written? You know, I, uh, I started writing a novel. Okay. I got a couple hundred pages into nice. that when, you know, I was with a group of uh, friends. You know, I was giving it to them to edit. And next thing it was like, hey, let's, you need to do a, a TV show. Mm. Put this shit aside. And so I actually, the, this past year with my, my friend and partner as an ex-reporter, sure. we've done a, a, a TV pilot. Nice. Just got a, and I was telling Freddie here, we have a order from a studio. For a, a pilot script, very so, nice. oh, so in the awesome. Hollywood world, I guess that's a that's big very deal. good. That's yeah. very good. But you know pass what? a huge this shit hurdle. is so slow. I mean, it this is. Shit is. Yeah, it's hurry up and wait. That was you know? a month ago, and, yeah. and agents are negotiating. It's but like, I tell you, when you I'll got do it for that, two dollars, come on, let's right, get right, it done. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't let them hear that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. And you know what it is like. The Wire, Ed Burns, the co-writer of The Wire, was a Baltimore police long time. And um, it takes kind of that to know, because you probably see when people write about police work that don't know about it, uh, uh, you know, it, it can be like a little, you know, dragnetty. Well, even over the years, you know, I've had so many directors, writers, producers come to, you know, our office and do the ride-along bit and walk away and write a movie, put a film together, have a hit TV show. Sure. And I look at it, it's like, that's based on us. Those are my guys. Those right. are our lines. That's mm-hmm. my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I think we could do this. Right. You know? so, Is that me in the background? And that's uh, a lot of Southland, if you want to know. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Southland? It's kind of like that. I, 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 you know the thing about Southland is I stuck with that show, and I've seen every episode, I and I watch it, it from network to network, it. and it's one of these shows where I'm like, it's not even good. But I just can't <laughs> stop watching. Here's why. is They shoot it like it's like a YouTube video, so they, there's no score. There's no musical score. So when something happens, it's like kind of yeah. scary. Like, I Jesus. Oh. Michael's a good guy. I mean... He's the the a, blonde another, guy, the big guy. He's a Twitter friend. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. And I know the creator and stuff. But, you know, I mean, I, there was a character in the beginning, Sal. Nate oh, and Sam. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, Sal. Yeah, Nate yeah. and Sam are my boys. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was it. Uh, like on The Wire, um, is there a <laughs> Rawls? Is there ever any real Rawls? Is like just a complete prick who's just out to be a prick? Absolutely. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's Rawls. We have those. <laughs> yeah, we have oh. those. We, and we use them, you know, on special occasions. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone plays a role. You have Everyone a certain a skill set. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. What, when you became a homicide detective, what was your first case? What was your very, obviously wow. a murder, but what was, you know, uh, do, do you remember it? And without sparing names and stuff. But no, no, they, and I'm not, a, it's not the names it's you know and people do ask me that and i try to think i mean 
I think I remember my first case. I can probably look back in the paperwork and find it, but there's a lot of firsts. You know, yeah, there's sure. the first case on Christmas. There's the first mm-hmm. child, the first mother, the first. There's a lot of firsts. Right. You know, the first drive by, the first you know person inside of the, a bedroom, the kitchen. There's a lot of firsts, and the firsts are still happening. The first double, the first triple. Sure. So I mean, I can't wrap my hands around you know the actual first case, sure. if, that, if that makes sense. There right. are cases that have impacted me, have impacted my life. There's cases that still go unsolved that, you know, keep me awake at night. I mean, there's cases that are solved and folks are in jail and they still keep me, you know, awake. Right. There's a street or a corner that I can drive through, you know, in 30 square miles down there where I don't remember being standing over a dead, dead person. Oh, wow. Nowhere. Wow. I, mean, I cannot drive anywhere and have a conversation with you in the car where I'm not replaying Wow, things that an apartment it's just house imprinted are, it's just, it. It's there, and I'm not, I'm speaking for, for all these folks that have, have done this, stuff. right? And it takes um, it, it, again. It takes it's such a certain kind of person because you would bring it home. I bring it home if somebody doesn't laugh in the audience. Like the fuck was that kind of laughing at? What's, yeah. what's this asshole's problem? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And that's barely anything. And that's it's just balance. Shows, yeah, it's, 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 it's you got to find that balance. Yeah, you, you do. Know, if I and if anything, I try to you know teach the youngsters now is finding that balance. Right, work, home, family, friends, because. To be honest with you, I, I didn't find it. You know, it's I was it's, too it's much very American to not have that balance. The Europeans are very balanced. They, you know, yeah. they put it so much time into eating and family mm-hmm. and, and, and really being among your fa- family and friends. Actually, in some places, like in Germany, it's almost illegal to work more than 20 hours a right. week. Like, you, you know, right. you, you will you go have, have fun. Yeah. Go have fun it's now. Nap time. It's fun time. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, and, yeah. and you see the food and the culture, and it's like we, we get caught up in the rat race. Up in, us and the Japanese, basically, we get caught up in the. We got to be busy. We got to be busy. We got to chase right. it, chase it, chase That's, it. You my know? my getaway is work. I, yeah. mean, I took three weeks off uh, a month ago to work somewhere else. That was my vacation, <laughs> oh, wow. but I was working close to home. It's like that. Oh, wow, I'm working a you know ten hour day and I'm yeah. close to home. This is great. I'm the same way too. The only time my girlfriend and I vacation is if I go, I'm doing a gig somewhere. I'm like, honey, right. you want to go to See, San Diego? Same way. Yeah. Same way. Yeah, <laughs> you got to take the work with me. But you know what? If I take too long off of it, I become stir crazy and I'm too hard to be around. We're just addicted to this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we really are. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. It, now let me ask you something else too. Is and I read into this and there's a lot of paperwork behind it. What about mm-hmm. a citizen's ride along? How does one go about that? <laughs> Sal. He's been waiting it's, for this for months. Sal, what about a ride-along? Huh? On the radio? Sal, yeah. It's totally impossible. Totally impossible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Cars out front. Right, so just, <laughs> you know what I mean? That would just make my day. I tell you what. Absolutely. I, it, it, Absolutely. You know what it is? I, I was eating in San Diego one time, and, and I saw um, some teenage punks, some young punks. Yeah. And they were given, they were getting into it with an elderly table. There was a table of elderly folks and some teenage kids. And you could tell these guys were like 19, 20, you know, young, kind of rich, in-shape punks. And these older guys were like, we're not going to take no guff off nobody kind of guys. And so they're bumping and there was some shit talk exchanged. And finally the guy, you know, the old timer stands up and the kid stands up. He's like, I'll beat your ass and do all this, you know, real disrespectful stuff. You want. you just don't say it to somebody that age. Sure, sure. And the old guy looked like he kind of, you know, he might have been an old Marine or something. Mm-hmm. He, he was he was ready to punch this kid's lights out. <laughs> Yeah. But this kid was also probably in really good shape and also ready to go throw down that 19-year-old age when he's yeah. like, I don't give a Crazy. fuck, bro. I got, yeah. I got nothing to do. Let's <laughs> yeah, fight. Let's right. throw down. And so that was happening, and all of a sudden this dude st- stands up. He looked like Mayor Gavin Newsom, the old San Francisco mayor, the deputy uh, whatever of uh, California now. Right. This guy stands up, and he's eating his pasta. He's eating, he's eating his gabagool. Right. And he stands up, and he's chewing his food and pulls out a badge of some sort and puts it in this kid's face and then says some real Charles Bronson shit to this kid. I don't know what he says. <laughs> Every time I tell the story, I make it sound way more important. Like, <laughs> you know, like he's the, the head of the FBI, you know, yeah. something like that. But he's like, you know, like you get out of hell, you get out of San Diego, you got 24 hours to leave. But whatever he said, this kid was like, it cool, man. And he put his badge back, never stopped chewing his food, sat down with his lady, just put it back. And I was like, that's why you become a cop. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. That was the coolest thing I ever saw. But Tony Soprano could do the same yeah, thing. Tony I mean, Soprano could, could do the same thing. But he's got to worry a little bit yeah, more, you know yeah. what I mean? But that guy never skipped a beat. Like, you can tell, and he grabbed this guy's wrist in a certain way, too. Like, he... He he asserted it, but he didn't provoke the guy. The right. guy was just kind of obviously like, "Oh, this is not the guy to fuck with." I get exactly. it. I want to cool. be that guy just for a day. <laughs> I'm the first guy on earth you should fuck with. If you see me, rob me. I swear to God. <laughs> you know, but I, I I just saw that and I thought that's those are the people who it takes. It's like I probably wouldn't have intervened in that fight either. I would have been like, "Kick his ass, old man!" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Holding the badge in your yeah. pocket, like, oh, yeah, fuck and, him. <laughs> taking their food. You know, and the ride along thing goes a long way. You know, whether it be yourself or community members riding with our uniform officers, riding with our gang unit, riding with our homicide detectives. Sure. It shows you what we do. It shows you that these folks are, are human. Um, 
and you know, and something you bring back to your friends, and it's something that you know you could talk about. I mean, it's it's a, a big gap that we like to bridge with, and it's not just famous people that come and ride with us. You know, sure. it's neighborhood folks. Also. I always feel like gangs should offer ride-alongs as well. You know, just so they can. You want to do this essay? You want to go out though? You want to? You know, yeah. they, they offer yeah. you a ride a ride-along. It's like I don't like the shit. I <laughs> yeah. It's a ride to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're, I'm a little puppet, and you're going on the gang ride-along program. You are funny. I knew you'd be. Funny. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, you know there there was a great. They were talking about uh, the the, uh, the economy shutting down right now, obviously. And, and I used to live at Edwards Air Force Base, and there was this poor kid who drove up from Edwards Air Force Base from East LA. He's like, I drove all the way up here, and then they told me I gotta go home. And he was so stoned too. And I was like, that, the only way you could be stoned right now is as a civilian worker on this space. If you if you were on this space, you would you you, you would have been furloughed a long time ago. But he was mad. Hilarious. Um, let me um, pull up something here. Um, here's one thing that helps the public stay informed is the police scanner. I listen to the scanner, and here's why. My my mom's side of the family is from West Virginia, and out there they listen to police scanner. It's their internet. That's, it's just my mom was that way. Yeah, it's their internet. They listen to it, and it's usually it's nothing exciting, exciting on there. It's usually like some kids are throwing rocks up at the junior high. We send him on down and look at him, and, ha- and the cop happens to be his dad. You know, and it's like you, you hear the whole bus, but. I always thought, you know, I always liked having that buzz in the background of the, just just hearing that. And, and, and so when I got to L.A. And, and they made all these things available, I got the, the LAPD police scanner. And, and let me tell you, the police scanner in L.A. is much more exciting than the one in West Virginia. O-M-G. Oh, uh, 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 Ocean Mary, uh, uh, George. What? <laughs> O-M-G, oh, my God. You had that jargon down there. Yeah, I yeah. can't, you know, and I can't stand that damn radio. I shut it down in my car. I, You know what? <laughs> I listen to it sometimes is because here's what you'll hear every once in a while. I'll go, check for an open mic. Yeah. Check oh, for an open mic. You hear two cops going, yeah, the pension's great. Bro, I, I just bought like a fucking, I bought my kid an Xbox. This is fuck it. Check for an open mic. Please check for an open mic. And then you'll have another guy. There's this other guy, my girlfriend and I, we hope, he, we call him uh, uh, um, Officer Late Night. He's a smooth brother who comes on. He's like, yeah, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Guys love doing yeah. that. They got to play the part. Don't yeah, they? yeah. <laughs> he calls in and he'll just like copy that. So he's playing music. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we're going to take you into the nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> and that's almost, you know, a contest. It's like, you know, if you're in pursuit, if you're asking for help, it's, hey, how cool can I be? You, you know, know what the problem got- is? <laughs> is when the action, when the shit hits the fan, they cut off the public. They go, what, tax, tactical that, Do you taxes. guys lose that? I, I, I like, I, when it, when there are certain things that have started to happen here, um, you know, whether it was the door or thing, certain things, they cut off really quick mm-hmm. and they say switch to tax six or something. Well, and it's good to know. But yeah. I thought you guys Everything. We hear pretty much like like say the call comes in and, 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 and you oh, know the hot shots. The hot, the shots. hot shots. I hear the hot shots, and then I've been trying to figure that this out for the longest time. So they'll say uh, you know um, like like in the beginning of Adam twelve uh, the two eleven in progress um, respond code three. Um, the last thing they always say is in R- RD. RD, what the fuck it's is a re- that? A reporting district. Damn right, it, so I've been. We're, we're in Hollywood. Here. <laughs> okay. And I don't know how many square miles Hollywood, but it's broken. East Division is broken into a reporting district. Reporting it might be several districts. blocks. Yes. And it's just an RD. That's I have it. been trying mm-hmm. to figure that out for years now because I got all the lingo down. Yeah, I learned, you know, <laughs> I learned it all because I want to know what they're saying. I want to know what they're talking about because what's sometimes, a, you know. annoying now, I mean, you listen to the scanner. It's like it, they're computer cops. You know, the, the calls are coming in over the. Yeah. Over the computer screen, and mm-hmm. everything is, and you know this, my location. Right. Hey, I need I need somebody, a supervisor at my location. Show me code six at my location. Yeah. Hey, can I get this at my location? Well, I don't have a fucking computer in my car. I don't know where my location is. <laughs> so when they put out, you know, I need help. Right. I mean, I could sit there, you know, you know what, and <laughs> right. I don't know where my location yeah, is. Yeah, what so is my location? We've lost that. You know, and my location is what's showing up on their screen. So mm-hmm. everybody has a screen, and they know. You know, that's I'm, uh, I'm here, but guys don't know. I want to say, close your eyes and look up. Where are you? Yeah. You know, and we should do that. You know, it's like in the wire. You would say that. Where officer, are you? I'd stop the car in the middle of nowhere. You know, where are we? And if Jesus Christ, if that cop, you know, the kid didn't know out, he could walk back to the station. Yeah. It was part of knowing where you're at. Yeah, that yeah, it does. And know the terrain and don't be overly dependent on the uh, on the equipment. Right. I see that uh, too. You know, there was um, there was a I think it was season three of The Wire when when uh, what's his name started making uh, Hamsterdam when he made drugs legal. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> he, he, he was he, he was uh, doing that. He was uh, um, well. The whole thing was he made it legal. They had Hamsterdam. 
and then uh, the reporters started to get wind of it. But, uh, you know, pushing it all there and the whole thing it went back to was getting your numbers down. And Rawls wanted that. He wanted his numbers down, right. you know, and he dropped 14 percent. It's like by any means necessary, we got him down. But in L.A., they got him down. Now, some other cities haven't gotten him down. There's still D.C. There's still Chicago. Chicago yeah. There's still, um, um, you know, New Orleans, even though they lost half their population, the crime element stayed, obviously. Yeah. Um, what? What? How can they take note from cities like L.A., the second biggest city, the biggest county in, in america you know it, is it now are you guys working in you know cahoots with, with the, the, the sheriff's department you know, i talked i talked to folks in chicago and they haven't i mean in my opinion haven't they don't have the buy-in with the community there's still that that wall between them you know i've talked up you know ceasefire we talked to intervention the cops don't believe in it and maybe it's you know they have to bridge that gap yeah a lot of the programs that we do it's it's based on the community involvement we're there we're part of the community i mean i can't solve your problems 24 hours a day i'm home you know 40 miles away from here i want you to be able to call us you to be able to notice something in your neighborhood neighbors to talk look after each other i mean so i mean chicago that's what i see and and we know it's happening in one part of the city in the south so it's not getting a whole lot of police attention Mm -hmm. here you know it's, it's we're equal i mean the days of, you know, a shooting happened in 77th Division and it's just a shooting? No, no. If there's a shooting tonight, you know, we're, we, and if you listen to the radio, we're redeploying resources now for mm-hmm. one shooting mm-hmm. just so we can stop that second shooting or that yeah. retaliation. We take it, you know, a lot more serious than we did. We have more cops. You know, we have a lot more equipment. The, you know, the airship is up almost 24 hours a day where, you know, they weren't up that often. Yeah, they're really so up. They're right above my house. The a lot of ass, isn't it? It really sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, it's, 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 really <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, I, I, could, see, I could see the cop's mustache, like, right. drive, like driving that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I could see each hair. Um, you, you know what's funny, too, is, is uh, you know, that's <clears> like you were talking about earlier is the community interaction and showing that there is a person in that. And it seems like they went on a pretty good recruiting uh, uh, thing, too, with getting a lot of young people to become, you know, sworn police officers. Right. And LA, LAPD is one of those that offers different tiers of it where you can be a reserve officer, like I was thinking about, but, right. you know, they killed my plan. Um, Stay God. clean. Stay clean for a few months. I, you can do it. I, yeah, I can, but then they're going to ask me questions about my past. I, re- I read a thing there, like, I have a question about my, I'm like, if you asked me about a month ago, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I still, I, I saw one provision there where it's like, you know what, still, though, keep up, keep informed, look out, keep it, keep an eye out, get to know your neighbors, that kind of thing, right. even though I never talk to my neighbors because they're scumbags. Uh, I'm not a people. I really, I'm not a people person. I'm not, so I, I, I don't ever. If I'm home, I'm home. I don't yeah. want to be bothered, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but down to the, you know, the police radio and the German Shepherd. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of the. I'm not a cop, but you, I'll, I'll call them. You know. <laughs> then you go in the house and play GTA. And yeah. 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 But here's what's funny: murder people. <laughs> here's what's funny: <laughs> for I, hours. You, you know what a nerd I am, and, and, and my girl will attest to this. A lot of times, I steal a cop car and I play a cop. Very I nice. go around yeah. busting up crime, even though I had Hilarious. to steal the cruiser to get there. <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorite things, and one script I'm dabbling in, I was telling you a little bit about, was a LAPD homicide detective who smokes pot like Columbo smoked cigars. You know, this is his thing. He solves crimes, so though. He's really good. Really good. It's like he's, art. He yeah. just drives better. He can no, draw better. But he doesn't do it while he drives. <laughs> he does it, He does it when he gets yeah. back and has to start to put the clues together. But anyway, he drives a, uh, and it's one of my favorite cars. It's the uh, the, the Plymouth Belvedere Satellite. It was wow. the, the, the the choice automobile of the LAPD from '68 to '75, oh, yeah. and it's a nice car. It was on Adam Twelve. Go home and watch Adam Twelve. Do yourself I've a favor. I've seen some Adam Twelve. Yeah, it's a great show. It's man. a it was a horror movie to me when I was a kid. Spinoff. You were hoping. And there was a Pete Malloy on there. Why am I out Pete Malloy of the LAPD? And there was always Reeves. Uh, uh, gee, uh, Officer Malloy, uh, do, do you think it's like uh, he looked like Tom Brady? This day. Um, he looked just like Tom Brady. And it was always too. They, they they solved crimes, and then it was funny back then. They had an informant, but he was like some like fifties like beatnik. Like, hey man, there's a big thing going down sure, tonight. Sure. Real, real big thing, <laughs> man. Seeds. Yeah. seeds. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, and back then they called him a, a hypey because he was into the needle. He's like, I think this guy's just a hypey. Well, yeah. should we go follow up on it, Malloy? Yeah, that way should raid. Oh, God, I love that fucking show. My girlfriend's oh, like, are you watching it again? <laughs> one out of 12, one out of 12. See the man. One out of 12. Good fucking shit. Um, but after I watched The Wire, it just ended up looking like the silliest cartoon of all time. Where is it? Yeah. Sal, you're a foodie, right? I am. What are your favorite places in L.A.? There's, you know, I'm on contract at uh, Osteria Mosa, so I can only go there. 
Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm repped, bro. No, and, uh, jar restaurant. I'll put a little plug into Suzanne. I mean, okay. you know, I have I have friends. You know, that you got are, friends. That are chefs, yeah, and so I've, of course I I visit and frequent their restaurants. Yeah, and I like to hang out. Are you? But still, no, I explore, and you know, I'm always looking for good. My my girl, she loves Japanese food. I'm a, a more of a steak guy. I used to work for a, a chef named Joachim Splichal, who owned the Hollywood. Uh, uh, um, he owned the bistros, Pino Bistro, Pino Hollywood, Kendall's, Nick and Steph's downtown. All these. These really nice restaurants, and he he got me into the art of steak. If you're a steak man, I jar. I, have I, you been to jar? No, I haven't been to jar. No, oh, not. Is it, All right, is that's it? yes, that's a chop house. That's jar. outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Suzanne Trek has been, you know, master chef and all those cooking shows. Yeah, uh, that's that's a meat place, babe. And as a, a New Yorker too, do you find do you, do you like eating out here? California cuisine's pretty good. Uh, you it's know, I'm, I'm Italian. Yeah. Oh, I, I cook. And I can't, you know, go out and eat Italian food. I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll cook it. But, you know, obviously the, the mozza, those three is, I mean, those are, you know, I can't afford to make those dishes at home. So right. I'll, en- I'll enjoy them out and the fresh ingredients. It but seems I, like pizza know, like that. They can't get pizza right here. Pizza, can they? you can't. I mean, yeah. you know, the water, the, the weather. It's what they say because I, I don't get it in, in, in you know, pizza in, in New York. There's good pizza and there's better pizza. In L.A., right. it's like there's like you have to ask. It's like a speakeasy. Where the fuck is good right, pizza? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all the specialty you know, pizzas. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, how about Mulberry Street in Beverly Hills? Have you been? No, I haven't been there. I mean, Mulberry Street is like a New York, New York pizza. Okay. Thin crust, That's what I mean. Sicilian What's the thin, pizza? greasy I mean, pizza? Where can, I get a, where can I get a slice? Exactly. Why are you breaking my balls? Yeah, I want a thin <laughs> slice with yeah. the oil's dripping down my hand, down my wrist. And that's yeah, to, to you, yeah. you, you know, people out there, you, you pizza artists, put one on Sunset Boulevard for the love of God. Why can't a pizza? Pizzeria be on Sunset. I don't get that. One can never stay. Yeah. And there's always some reinvention of pizza, too. It's like, bro, we got pizza with hummus on it, bro. Right, right. It's so like you keep... don't put fucking pineapples yeah. or any of that bullshit because yeah. you can't call it pizza. Yeah. You can call it dough with shit on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because that, I yeah. mean, that's what I look at. I'm like, no, no, that's dough with a bunch of shit on it. It's, it's like, give pizza. me a slice, guy. You know, when I'm in New York, I'm like Pac Man. I just oh. go place to place, just eating, eating, eating. I freeze eating. it and I bring it home. Oh, I, mean, I, I go nuts with the pizza. I, I yeah. did a tour throughout Europe and I, and, and I got, I was privileged enough to do a tour for the armed forces and I, and I got to eat a bunch of places in Europe and, and my god the food there was just tremendous it was like and I came back like not being satisfied like there you're really satisfied and the the, the you know I was in Germany and the, the, the eggs and the milk were just on a shelf I was like you better put this in the fridge fella it's gonna turn oh, sour they were like, like no 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 yeah. these have none of that Pasteurization of the you you stupid Americans have. He wasn't French, but well, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, my, my thoughts this morning were, you know, I had a peach. I just cut up a peach and threw it in some cottage cheese, and, and my thoughts were. I've gone all fucking summer and I still haven't had a good peach. Oh yeah, I yeah. Know, I mean, you know, I go to Italy, you go to Europe. Right. Oh my god, it just you know, melts in your mouth. You just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what it is here too. And, and there's certain places. My girlfriend and I, we like to shop at Fresh and Easy. Right. And we like Trader Joe's. You know, we go there for a lot of things. And this is another thing too that bothers me about the community. It's it doesn't. It also goes. Everybody has a part in it, and that includes grocers in the community. And if you go to Ralph's, say in Inglewood, if you go to somewhere, they don't have fresh produce. They don't have fresh veggies they don't have it's like you know someone a guy with a, a balanced diet is gonna also be less you know uh, angry you know yeah, no, it's, it's you. like this yeah. helps starting from the very bottom of the community yeah. um remember that lady who lives in in, in somewhere in inglewood that old lady and she even, even was on that my grandma yeah no. <laughs> she even was on that home makeover show um uh, something like that uh, um she was sweet sweet, sweet alice sweet alice oh, yeah. oh wow she sweet had alice. like a garden growing in her yard so people could come get some fresh like this yeah. woman cared it's like the grocers the community need to do that she's like, oh, I, know, I know sweet alice sweet alice is on the corner thank yeah. y'all <laughs> got your white tees here right. got, your, right. got your wmd but you're right the neighborhood gardens are huge and i think farmers markets that they have locally you yeah. know, find a lot of the fresh ingredients also they they should I, I just wish they would make a better effort to put them in other places too south south of Olympia, no and you're you know? I work you know where I work it's it's different now it's it's night and day but you don't have good supermarkets right and that's where they, it really starts a good you know, meal you, can... st- you still get you know there's federal money there to to put these markets there but there's they're still at risk from whether it be shoplifting or whatever right but no you can't find a good market uh, it's uh, liquor stores and fast food you'll even yeah. see yeah. that i, I, I point that out to my girl a lot i was like you know when you're in different neighborhoods and you'll see that okay you'll see a lot of yellow buildings which are pawn shops and liquor stores now now in the nice neighborhoods you're gonna nicks see the bev- that was yeah <laughs> nicks <laughs> i banked with i actually cashed an eight thousand dollar check at nicks when i got my first uh Fuck, check yeah you did when i was like 26 i was like they're like are you serious <laughs> what are you doing here right uh, <laughs> my first id was from next <laughs> <laughs> oh did you get one of those one of those sad that IDs? was identification back in the yeah. day right yeah. Yeah. i need some id here's my next check uh, i actually did have the next check cashing id i used it to get a passport 
And with a beard like this, I said, go back and get some legit Ackman. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to sing it. Oh, come on. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. That's a thing. You know, it's funny. I was looking at my passport photo, and my beard has since, like, tripled, and I'm going to go to Europe again, and I'm oh, thinking dude, about man. cutting. But I, you know who I found? We, they were finest with it are airport workers and people in Europe. They never, they like, he's almost too obvious looking mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. this guy's got nothing. But <laughs> dope under his balls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sal, I got to tell you, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you oh, it's been on great here. Great to be here. Friend. You are definitely a, a friend of the show, and we'd love to have Thank you come you. back anytime. And, and I want to have you down at our place. Oh yeah, and I sure. definitely, yeah. definitely want to come to your Please place. I am a big fan <laughs> of what you guys do, and, and honestly, I, I wanted to have you on here to show that, like comedians, you know, there might be a few bad apples. For the most part, you guys are good guys. You're looking out for us. Thanks you know, so you're much. looking out for the neighborhood, and thank you for what you do. You know, and There's, I will pass absolutely. the word. It's not just me. It's, yeah, and, and thank you for what all the men and women at the LAPD and the LA County sheriffs uh, this was at lee bacchus guys you know what they did yeah they're the all right guys. yeah the brown guys yeah who make it, <laughs> yeah three on four off um uh, nice. but you know what thank you for what you guys do the helicopter thing kind of fuck you for that but you know i'll take it yeah because i take a note to the boss no no i stayed in la a month ago and it was going over oh yeah back and forth i, I made a call i was like hey dude sal staying at this address can you not use this as a there thoroughfare oh <laughs> they, you they know didn't they didn't care made it worse but i, I, I but i would like, like to listen more <laughs> listen to more yeah i would like to see it land on the library tower i would like to respond to something code three with you that would be my my, my heart's <laughs> desire if i could wear a vest get a gun a gun and a bag yeah, that would be one pit maneuver just one pit maneuver sal even on an innocent <laughs> that would be so awesome god i love it well you guys this has been a fantastic show i was but this has been one you know i've been wanting to do for a while um, so on, you know, where, where are you going to be, Sal? What do you, what do you got going on next? Big plans. I'll be, uh, at work tomorrow again. So there you uh, go. I'll be in, uh, South Bureau. All right. Sal Lababera, <laughs> that's Sam, Adam, Lincoln, Lincoln, Adam, boy, Adam, Robert, boy, Edward, oh, Robert, Adam. This is Chris Burns. That's Charles Henry, Robert, Ida, Sam, boy, Union, Robert, Nora, Sam. That's Cassius Morris, Charles, Adam, Sam, Sam, Ida, Union, Sam, Mary, Queen, Ocean, Robert, Ida, Sam, Sam. And I'm Freddie Lockhart, Frank, Robert, Edward, David, David, Young, Lincoln, Ocean, Charles, King, Henry, Adam, Robert, Tom. See the band. RD forty nine. RD forty nine. Damn. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. <laughs>